You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always, and welcome to the podcast. I want to remind you that January 4th, 2020, we're going to be launching live at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on electricianlive.com, as well as youtube.com forward slash master the NEC so you can watch live online you can call in using Skype and the call in ID is master the NEC so make sure you add me to your contacts that's master the NEC that's what you're going to call in by and you can chime in on our topics each week and we'll have special guests and things like that that eventually will come in from time to time and be able to give their great insight, as well as you being able to call in on some of the areas that you might be an expert in. Uh, this podcast video cast series is dedicated just to electricians, so we're excited about it uh, in order to make electricians kind of stand out and shine, because I think it's the greatest profession in the world. Okay, so today we're going to talk about union versus non-union, and we're going to try to keep it to 10 minutes here. Uh, there's benefits to both. Um, and there's apprenticeship programs associated with both. Now, full disclosure, I was never a part of a union. I have friends that were, uh, that were friends of mine in Northern Virginia area, but I was never a part of a union because uh, our, our company was never large enough to really consider anything like a unionization. Um, and we saw really, in our case, no benefit of it because we were a smaller company. And when you're in a union, the prices are set by the union. And... With our case, non-unions really set their prices based on the competitive market. What are the electricians getting paid in the area? How's your experience? Do you have any hands-on experience? Things like that. So there was a difference. Now, I did teach in the apprenticeship program, uh, and uh, I did get a healthy understanding of the apprenticeship program, although the apprenticeship program I taught in wasn't part of the IBEW. It was part of a non-unionized apprenticeship program. So I got a, a healthy understanding, though, of people that came into that program that were contemplating joining a union, as well as I had plenty of friends, like I said, that were a part of the union. So I can kind of give you my insight on which one. And it's not that one is any better than the other, although the union guys will tell you that theirs is better. Um, it's really about the education. The one thing is that raceway gets run the same way. Pipe gets bent, bent the same way. Um Pride and ownership is less about unionization and more about just simply taking pride in what you do. Again, they try to control that through the union because if they're not, you won't get work or they'll, they really will cut you back uh, or censure you, if you will. Um, but there is a hierarchy in the union, especially if there's an economic downturn in an area and there's not enough work for some reason and you're not high enough on the list. They, at least in the union, might offer relocation to send you somewhere else that might have some work if you're high enough on that totem pole-ish to get it. Um, if not, you kind of struggle. If there's a shortage, then you're off, then all of you off that are in that area if you're in a union. And then that's why a lot of people will leave a union to go to a non-union because they're, they need the work. And, of course, they're frowned upon, so that's not ever a good thing either. Now, when it comes to apprenticeship programs, basically the one apprenticeship program that's probably the most widely known is a joint partnership between the IBEW, that's the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and NECA, the National Electrical Contractors Association. Okay, Now, the, union, the, the, the partnership they have is called JATC, that's the Joint Apprenticeship and Training Committee. 
and they work together jointly to create an apprenticeship program. And there's an, an extensive screening process to be accepted in that. And again, there's only a certain number of available slots or openings for that. And so it's very competitive. But once you get in there, the program's awesome because they will give you that classroom instructions that you need to get your hours in but they also will see that you, that your days you're not in the classroom that you're literally working in order to get your on the job training so you're learning and again you're learning from people that have that went through the program so it's constantly an educational process that you'll get on a job site so that's probably the greatest benefit to that now that does not mean that there's not apprenticeship programs out there for you if you're non-union and they are in fact, the two options that you have out there that are probably the most predominant is the ABC and the IEC. Now, ABC is Associated Builders and Contractors Incorporated, and they have a non-union apprenticeship program that you can look into. You can probably go online and find it. And, of course, you have what's called the probably the predominant one uh, is probably one of my favorites of a non-unionized apprenticeship program. It's probably the IEC, the Independent Electrical Contractors, uh, and those are pretty much the two major non-union groups that facilitate a sponsorship type of program for their apprenticeship program, all right? Uh, Now, most of this stuff is going to be paid by your employer, uh, and it is a path to earning your journeyman license for both of them, okay? So both of them will meet the number of hours in the program if you complete it, and you have the certain amount of on-the-job training, which they've worked this out over the length of the program, which is a three-year, four-year, five-year program, depending, that you will earn your journeyman's license, now, of course, you don't have to exam for that. You get that license because you're going to take plenty of tests along the way. If you ever want to be a master, then you're going to have to take a test. But you should have that foundation by then. Uh, now, those are your two general paths. And that means that you don't have to follow either one of those paths. If you're from a vocational school or you take an online school like a Penn Foster or something, and you get a certificate of, of training in maybe, say, electrical Uh, I don't know the name of it, we would call it an electrical certificate or an electrical technology degree online, then that would count towards your hours, okay? You might not have the hands-on, but you have the hours. But if you're doing this while you're going to, while you're working for a company, whether it's a non-union, typically it's going to be a non-union, just a company that's not associated with the ABC or IEC, just a mom and pop, then you can still get your hours during the day, but you can still take your classes at night. And that's why a lot of people actually take our classes at Electrical Code Academy, Inc. We have a residential, commercial, industrial course, and they'll get those classroom hours, that type of thing, all right? So you got two different options that you can do with that. Now, when it talks about, so it's not just union and non-union. You have some that are really non-union, but they're not really part of some group like an IEC where they join this association or something. They're just separate mom and pops, and that's what I was. I got my training through vocational school, got my number of hours through the school, and that's how I qualified for my hours. And of course, I went to work while I was doing that uh, in in the afternoons when I was in school in the morning and afternoon. So I got my hours that way over two full years of training and then out in the field to, in order to achieve my time. Um, now, let's talk wages. Um, you're going to get more under a union as you start out because the union sets the pay. Okay, it's done unionized. Is that the downside is that uh, in some areas where the union's not predominant, say in the South, that can be a problem because as the work starts to taper off, people, it gets more competitive. And because the pricing for the labor and the benefits can sometimes be much higher in the union uh, and the dues that are associated with it, then what happens is they start losing work to the non-union. 
Now, that's not to say that up in the Northeast and the North, whereas the unions are so dominantly strong that the work never really slows down and they actually control the pace of the work, then, you know, it really takes something huge to have a downturn. So for me, it really depends on where you're at in the country. And usually I identify this by simply going, if I was a young apprentice and I wanted to get an apprenticeship program, I wanted to start learning in this industry, then what I would do is look and see who the big players are in my area and determine whether they're union or non-union. And let that be my guide. If you're in the South, it's probably going to be predominantly non-union. If you're in the North and Northeast, it's probably going to be union. Uh, and the big metropolitan areas like that. Now, again, wages. Unions, the wages is really set by the union. Okay, And in the non-union, it's really set by supply and demand and your local competition. So, again, you're probably going to get more for a union and you're going to get more benefits, but you're also going to have more money taken out for dues and things like that. So you have to weigh the differences. Um, in the winter, when the unions slow down as far as job stability, uh, the good thing about the union is they will often try to help you find work in other areas and, and, and relocate you. Okay, Some people just can't do that. Uh, in a non-union, it, that doesn't happen. When it slows down, you're either temporarily laid off or permanently laid off, and it can be hard. You don't have anything to, to back against. Uh, benefits can be pretty similar, except for you have a, a guaranteed pension with the union, whereas you don't with a non-union. But many times the non-union has what's called a, a 401ks or an IRA Roth or a matching 10% contribution through the employer-employee programs. So, I mean, you can get comparable when that, but union tend to offer a really good medical benefit, whereas the non-unions... Sometimes not as good because they have to utilize the Affordable Care Act. And if they have 50 or more employees, then they probably have a good program. But when you have less than that, small shops, they might incorporate money in, the, in your pay in order to pay for your insurance through the Affordable Care Act. But it might not be as good as insurance as you would get through a union. So you really need to look at those things. Take all those things to, into account, right? Those are all the things that you would think about in a union. Uh, for me, I, you know, disclaimer is I never had the opportunity to work for a union because the area I was in, we didn't really have, we weren't predominantly. I was in central Virginia and the work we did there really wasn't unionized. Uh, whereas you go to northern Virginia, you had the big companies that would come in. They were doing the big, 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 big projects where they were employing hundreds of electricians. Now, there's some job stability to that, especially if they're able to win bids because the area has a stronghold in unions. So, Union prices are set through the union, so it could be different companies competing, but the prices for the wages are pretty set, okay, by the union. So, and again, uh, the two predominant unions that we're talking about, I mean, the predominant union is all under the AFL-CIO, that's the American Federation of, of Labor, Congress of Industrial Organizations, and the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, is probably the largest uh, and they do their training, again, through a joint program with NECA, which is the National Electrical Contractors Association. Most of those IBEW members, the companies that they work for, are also members of NEMA. So they form this joint apprenticeship program. That doesn't mean that's your only option. Like we said, there's plenty of non-union shops. But my advice to you is wherever you're at, look at the top five electrical contractors in your area and determine whether they're union or non-union. Okay. And when you look at it, look at the vast majority of employment contribution and what employees work for each and let you know what's going on in that area. And if you're just there to try to get your knowledge, 
then maybe if you're in an area that's heavily concentrated in union, that you can go ahead and get a part of a union and you get into that program and get your joint training. So at the end of that program, you become a journeyman licensed electrician. Now, the only caveat to that, again, is it is a process of um, selection to get in those programs. So sometimes there's just no offerings available. And if that's the case, I would not let that slow you down. If you try to get into a union and you can't get in uh, because of the selection process, don't get discouraged. Go to a non-union, okay, and go that route. But whatever you can do, get your training. The other thing that I can tell you is if you don't get accepted by the union, then it's usually because you don't meet some certain type of criteria. So that's when I recommend you take some online courses in electrical, get a certification in electrical training uh, or some kind of degree in electrical technology or certificates. There's plenty of those in order to bolster your resume so that when you apply for that union program, that you have a better chance of getting in when a slot comes open. Just my advice, there's plenty of online programs that can offer you that. We offer that as well at Electrical Code Academy Incorporated. All of our courses, uh, we have one-year program on residential, commercial, industrial. Uh, We have a code course, all those type of things that we can offer you. And so those can benefit you because we will give you a certificate of completion and all those type of things. So anyway, hopefully you got something out of this. Just kind of wanted to do a touch. Obviously, we're going to go the good and the bad in more detail on our January 4th podcast, which is going to be again starting in January every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be doing a live call-in style podcast. Now, I might get no callers or I might not allow callers. It just depends on how the topic goes. We might have special guests or something. Uh, but that's going to be at Electrician Live. That's electricianlive.com, as well as it'll be simultaneously broadcast over our youtube.com forward slash master the NEC channel. Uh, and we will both have that as well. Of course, it'll also be an announcement on master the NEC. Uh, com as well. So hopefully you get something out of this, kind of a little taste of unions. If you're a union guy, you want to call in and give your benefits to why it's a union, don't call in and say it's because y'all are so much better electricians because that's just bullshit. I, I don't want to hear that. I know plenty of non-union guys that are amazing. So again, that's it, not irrelevant, to be honest with you. That's just your personal opinion, although you have a right to that opinion, but I might cut you off because again, I, that's not, we're gonna, not getting into a bash. We just really want to know why you like it and why somebody else might not like being it, and that type of thing. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into what I hope it doesn't turn into a bash anyway. Anyway, I'm neither for nor against it. Um, I'm probably more, if, if I had to give you an opinion, I'm a little, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, I'm going to walk a line right on the top of the fence, and I'm going to be that rooster that doesn't lay eggs. I'm not going to do it. I'll just tell you, if you have an opinion of it, join us. Join us. On January 4th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and chime in on the topic. Till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy.